<laughs> What's up, everybody? It's episode 52 of your girlfriend's favorite podcast. It's your boy, Sizzle the Saint, and Vasani Matiba. What's good, homie? I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm good, man. Dude, it sounds weird. It sounds weird? <laughs> it sounds not like it just sounds weird speaking and hearing myself. That's all. Oh. But it's, it's cool. <laughs> I'll get used to it. I'm just going to put the headphones down because it's really starting to. There we go. That's much better, bro. How are things going, man? I'm all right. I'm all right. I cannot complain um yeah how are things on your side um well it's been a hectic two weeks as you know this whole uh, black lives matter thing that's happening in america and more specifically our own problems here in south africa with the sandf killing those yeah, those civilians they killed collins collins collins, man. collins and a couple of other people i think collins is just the most popular one at the moment um I don't know where to start with it, because last week we kind of brushed it off. We didn't really address it. We kind of wanted our first episode back to be lighthearted and stuff like that. And I I do still want to keep it lighthearted today. Yeah, definitely. But we do need to address it because we have a journalistic responsibility for some of these things. You know, people want to hear our takes on these types of things. So where should we start? I think we start where there's the... I was going to say elephant in the room. It's not an elephant in the room anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think let's start abroad. Okay, yeah. let's start abroad. So Black Lives Matter, uh-huh. uh, George Floyd, a number, m- he's like many, he represents many cases. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I think right now, what we're seeing in all the rioting, all the yeah. activism, all yeah. the posts, it's a culmination of everyone's frust- frustration yeah, at the injustice. Sure. Yeah. And that's what we're getting now. We Enough is enough. Like, we can't have so many hashtags. How many more names are going to be hashtags? How many yeah. more people do we need to print onto a T-shirt? Or a poster or you like, know. yeah. So I think what's happening right now, it was coming. It was definitely coming at some stage where people were going to get frustrated, peaceful. Peace was going to be thrown out the window. That's facts, bro. Yeah. That's facts. I think, dude, history just has a tendency of repeating itself. Like, especially as far as America is concerned with this police brutality thing. We saw Rodney King get beaten his ass, like his his ass beaten on camera, uh, and a few other people since then. We saw how L.A. just was up in arms. The riots that happened in there, like history, is just repeating itself over and over and over again. And to what end? Because we have these hashtags, then people forget. Have the hashtags, then like there are no cases for a little while, or yeah. there are no videos of of the violence for a little while. Then we forget again. So like to what end? Like. This is the first time where I've seen it go on for like two weeks or more. Like the, the, the unrest is continual. There's none of that we're forgetting kind of crap right now. But I didn't want to be this guy. I did some of my research and I tried to... Okay, that sounds different. Yeah, don't worry, don't worry. I'm okay. Just... <laughs> okay, uh, this guy's producing me while I'm... He's engineering me while I'm talking. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I, I did my research on the stats for uh, police brutality according to race, right? 
Yeah. And it turns out that white people are being shot a lot more than black people. Yeah. But when it comes to people of color in general, they're being shot a lot more than white people. Mm, I see. So for all the people that are saying, yes, police brutality happens to white people as well. It does. That's that's true. But when you compare the number of people of color compared to the number of white people white people being shot by police, it's just it's disproportionate. It's disproportionate. So for all the people that are saying all lives matter, please just stop. <laughs> no. It's just it's just a disgusting it's like you're ignoring everything. You're just ignoring it. You you yeah. wanna matter so badly that you're ignoring the people who are actually being marginalized at the moment. So Yeah, all lives do not matter. Well, all I, lives matter, but yeah. not in this context. Yeah, like <laughs> that the the signs say all lives don't matter until black lives matter. Mm. 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 Hold on, just turn turn me up a little bit there. Right. And just bring it down also on number one. Okay. All right. Is that better? Better. Perfect. So, yeah, like, all lives can't matter mm. until black lives matter. Yeah. That's just fact. Because it's like people say, you can't say, okay, all lives matter, knowing that one group of lives are suffering. You know, mm, they're, mm. they're being marginalized. And I don't get those people. Yeah. yeah. I think some people just don't like to face the reality. I think some people are afraid to face the reality of their privilege, mm. to face the reality that they are in a better place. Yeah. Because, let me say it like this, people don't want to feel guilty for something which they feel they, did not, they didn't do. So this is kind of where we get people in our generation going, but I wasn't enslaving anyone. I don't enslave anyone. How? Why am I at fault for it? That's like what young white people yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Right? Because they don't really know how to cope with this. And what yeah. we're trying to explain to them is that I know you're not a slave owner. I, right. Yeah, I'm right. not saying you're a slave owner yeah. or anything like that. But you are benefiting off what your ancestors did. Like you mm. are not dismantling their systems that they put in place. That's true. You just That's living true. and you're going, well, everything's equal now or everyone's free now, but there's still a system overhanging us that was created for your benefit, which you don't want to dismantle or feel the need to eradicate. Everything isn't like, things are definitely better than they were. I think we'd be remiss not to like acknowledge that fact. But yeah. things are not, like, all dandy. And that to think that they are is from a position of privilege because you never really need to deal with anything that, you know, that tragic, you know. If you are a... Like, there's this guy, Jordan Peterson, who's become kind of like my mentor now. He is a white guy from Canada. Yeah. Grew up middle class. Uh, not had not had Never really had to struggle for anything. But he says he was a skinny guy in school. He was, you know, really picked on all the time. He didn't... So he knows what it feels to be marginalized. And this is one of the kind of things... This is one of the things that I disagree with him about. If your biggest issue in your life is being picked on by bullies, then you haven't really had to deal with anything too tragic. <laughs> exactly. And yes, I can't 
like discount somebody else's misery for my own but it's just you got to understand that being black you got to walk out of your door every day not knowing whether or not you'll come back and that's the type of chat you have to have with your kids if you live in america especially yeah so to some degree we are the privileged black people because we're in south africa we don't really have to worry about that specifically yeah we have to worry about other things like unemployment and dude rape you know gender-based violence that type of stuff so our our issues are somewhere else you know what i mean but as far as freedom of movement which is the most basic right that we have dude we just don't have that we just don't have that in america so yeah i think um it's a new i think a new a new era has to be ushered in and it is being ushered in with these protests, with people speaking up, with people, how do I put it? Like, with people claiming back their, their lives, basically, mm. you know. Mm. Because if these people, a lot of people say, you can protest peacefully. Mm. But if people didn't riot, those cops wouldn't have been arrested exactly. for killing George Floyd. Exactly. They put a lot of pressure on... On the government to make a decision. Yeah. Yeah. And peaceful protests have been happening for the longest time. And there's been no change. Mm. So Mm. now when you fight fire with fire, change happens. And that's just the way it is. So I think in America, people are going to have to strap in, get ready for a long ride. Yeah. I don't think this is going to something that's going to end in a week or two. No, not at all. I think now people see that there's a need for a change. Mm. And there's no better time to change now when the world has had to stop because of a pandemic. Exactly. Although it is quite strange that the pandemic has just left our headlines in the midst of all this. But that's a story for another conspiracy day. Yeah, I was waiting for the conspiracy (laughs) music. (laughs) (laughs) Let me see this. In a world of conspiracies... I never know what to say after that. <laughs> I just never know what to say after in a world. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a curious case, man. Like, we, we, we've been struggling, especially in America. It's really bad. Corona is really bad in America at the moment. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, George Floyd dies, and our, our, con- our concentration has completely shifted, bro. It's crazy. I think, I, I think maybe people are realizing that uh, not that corona is a small thing yeah. or covid-19 let me say it's not it's nothing small it's nothing minor right but i think a lot of people are now realizing that there are so many issues in the world that were kind of going to be left not dealt with mm. if the world was to end due to like a pandemic so mm. many people are realizing things about themselves like I I should have done this mm. now that they're locked up in their house and can't go do anything and places are closed mm. and people are like I should have done this with my life I should have gone and done that that one time and I think it's now moving even into bigger social issues where people are like actually this does need to change yeah. we need to stop marginalizing these groups stop marginalizing black people you know yeah I and get you. Yeah, racism. Racism needs to get tackled, man. It's something that we can't avoid. It's always going to exist. Yes. It's always going to exist. My 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 uh 
the thing that I've been thinking about most is um, how, like, how do we sort out the people who are really fighting for Black Lives Matter and against police brutality versus the people who are just pandering to the to the disenfranchised groups? For example, the white people that are going out taking photos at these protests, how many of them can we say are doing it for the cause and how many of them are doing it just to look, you know, for the look? Mm, yeah, that's true. It's it's really hard at this point because I saw all these influencers. Oh, my God, they make me sick. Did you see these influencers yeah. on Twitter? They were just taking pictures, looking as if, like, you know when they when they border, uh, they border up the shop fronts with yeah. like, uh, wooden planks to avoid any damage? This chick took a photo of her drilling a hole with some guy, just drilling the hole. And they said, thank you, thank you so much. And then she went back to her car. She was like, oh, thank you. Dude, I was disgusted. I was disgusted, bro. Yeah. So, like, where? how do we know who's who, bro? Like, I think um, it, it's tough to mm. see who's an ally. Mm. And allies also need to understand that just because you're an ally doesn't mean you're absolved of mm. of the cr- crime, if I can put it like that, yeah? Lack of better words. Just because you're an ally to the cause doesn't mean you're absolved. Like, so it doesn't mean now you're not counted as problematic white people or anything like that. I, I suppose. Yeah, but like, if you are the ally, you do stand on better moral ground yeah, in general. You, you stand on better moral ground. But I think they need to understand that it mustn't be that thing of, I've got black friends, you know. Mm. Like, don't be that guy. Mm. Like, if you're going to be an ally, be an ally. And understand where you're coming from. Understand where we are coming from. And understand how you can help our cause. Well, look, man. I think the real ones are the ones that are actually... You know, I've been seeing a lot of videos of white people getting their ass kicked by police over the last couple of days. And I feel like the ones who are willing to put themselves on the line to that extent. Yeah. Because, like, uh, this morning I saw some old white guy. He got pushed by the police and hit his head on the ground. He started bleeding on camera, dude. You just see, like, a pool of blood. And you're like, yeah, this guy is definitely willing to put himself on the line for the cause. Yeah. But how many people can we say are doing that? Like, people who are not black. Well, people who are white let's just put it like that people yeah. who are white how many of you can actually say so yeah they're on better better moral ground and they're using their privilege for good which is a good thing yeah because i think like we've been seeing the uh, talk a lot of people saying white people know how to weaponize their privilege or their whiteness mm-hmm. and i see it also in some of the allies who know how to weaponize their privilege and be human shields at protests. Mm. So they know that police don't give a damn about beating up black people. Right. But they know that just by them standing there in front of the police officer, he won't hit them. It's like they just know that and they'll rather choose to stand in, in a front line as a human shield for the protest to continue. And that's the thing. So that's why I say like people need to understand where they are coming from as allies, that yeah. they have a power to weaponize their own privilege and yeah. aid our cause. So it's time for people to do that. So um, my follow-up question would be, wh- how, like, is... Okay, so after I've just said 
we saw this old white man get pushed and probably suffered a concussion or some type of head injury. Yeah. Is the problem that the police are kind to white people, which that video would be contrary to that? Or is it the fact that police just don't know how to use the right conduct when dealing with people, members of the public? I think it's both. Both. Okay. I think even locally, mm-hmm. we see it that if a white guy gets pulled over, yeah? Let's right. talk here locally in South Africa. Right. If a white person is to be pulled over and tell a police officer, I know my rights, mm. give them that back chatter. Not right. even back chatter, just stating they, they, all, like, know, their rights, they yeah. know their rights. Yeah. A police offer, officer will kind of feel intimidated by that person's whiteness, a mm. black police officer. Mm. But let me or you or another black person pull up to that traffic stop, get pulled over and say, no, I know my rights. It won't go the same way. The police officer will definitely feel like this person, you know, like you are, you're disrespectful. You don't respect my authority as an officer. And then the situation will escalate. Or worse yet, that the police officer doesn't think that the black person knows his rights. Yeah. Like, there's an undermining that takes place between black people. Like, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's like a misunderstanding of intelligence. Like, you, I, I, I tell you, hey, bro, I know my rights. Then you tell me. No, you don't. <laughs> exactly. But if it was a white guy, he'd be like, "Yeah, he probably does. He probably exactly. knows lawyers, and he probably knows all this type of like, stuff." So yeah, people, there is an underestimation of black intelligence in yeah. general. I think even from the police. I yeah. think yeah, people all over the world people pander to white supremacy, mm. if I can say. Mm. Like, <laughs> I almost had a laugh the other day. Yeah. You almost had a laugh. You held that shit in. <laughs> I'm getting in my British bags. You're having a laugh, yeah? <laughs> having a laugh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, but I was at the I was at the mall, I think, or the shops. Mm-hmm. And in the parking lot, you know the like uh, the car guards, the guys that watch over the cars, tell you where to park and all of that? Yeah, yeah. So this old white lady, not really old, she's not like a granny, mm-hmm. just let me say a middle-aged white woman. Right. Pushing her trolley, this black car guard panders to her, running up to her, like, oh, can I help you? Can I help you? Mm, want to take over the whole situation. Mm, mm. And then I'm like, on the other side, there's a black woman also pushing a trolley, and he has no interest in pandering to her that same way. I'm not saying they don't do it. I'm just saying it's, we see this more often there than not. There is a trade-off. Like, if they had the opportunity to go to a white woman, they would rather go to the white exactly. woman. Exactly. And... I'd say from my point of view, I don't tip them. So that's probably the energy that they have. I don't think a lot of black people tip car guards because car guards will be sitting at the other end of the parking lot, see you with your trolley, then run to you. They, they haven't been guarding your car at all, bro. Yeah. <laughs> they just want that, 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 that tip for helping you push your trolley. So, yeah, I, I guess a lot of black people don't tip in general. So there's that trade-off. That's, that's, I'm just giving the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the case. Because I see that like people pandering to whiteness mm, mm. even in shops oh yeah like see this all the time. i've seen it i've experienced it where someone asks for help right right 
And this person is so happy to help the white customer. Yeah. And then I ask for help and I'm greeted with attitude, almost like, why are you bothering me? And I'm yeah. like, but you work here. Job. Like, you're an employee <laughs> here. Like, job, I'm asking bro. for assistance. Yeah. But with the white customer, like, you're so happy to dance, you know, like, dance, nigger boy, dance. Dance, nigger boy. <laughs> and then, like, with me, you're kind of like, no, I don't want to help you. I'm like, Damn, and man. I see this. It's a it's a worldwide mentality. It is where it black is. people kind of pander to white whiteness, and even you see it in authorities. That's why police pander to white people. They don't abuse them, violate mm. their rights. Mm. But with black people, it's a thing that happens to us. I don't know why. I don't know why either. I think um, we're taught self hate. Well, we were taught yeah. self hate. Uh, Historically, we are taught that we were inferior. So whenever black people get into a position of, I don't know, cushiness, they feel like they can tell other black people shit. Mm, <laughs> so true. I don't know. There, there's a level of self-hate that goes around. I, I was even talking to Dev the other day. On, on the podcast, you, you asked me um, if I had the option to be white, would I? Mm. Like if I had to come back with yeah, something else. Yeah, if you had to else. reincarnate. Yeah. And I, I, I said, yeah, <laughs> if I knew that my life could be somewhat easier, then I would probably come back white. Mm. So I told I told Devin this. He couldn't even believe his ears, bro. He's like, like, I think this is finally the day that I broke down white privilege to him because he was the only one of my friends that didn't really get it. Yeah. That if I could make my life even a smidge better by being white, I probably would do that. He's like, dude, I can't believe you have that mentality. I'm like, dude, it, it, it sounds like it's a bit of a joke, but it's actually true. Like, I love being black. I love everything that comes with it, except <laughs> X, Y, and Z. Yeah. That you don't necessarily have to deal with. Like, you're like white people, and this happens a lot. You must ask how many of your white friends, uh, how many of their parents own businesses, dude. There's a lot of them, bro. Like, all of these guys... They said, no, I was working with my dad this, this, this holiday. I was working, like, when you're in high school, you hear this all the time, dude. I was working with my dad, working with my dad. I was doing my dad's, uh, like, manual labor, bro. Yeah. All of my friends' parents own businesses, I think, except one. Right? Jeez. And this is an example of your, of, your, of your privilege. You grow up not ever needing to find a job necessarily. If you want to go into the family business, that option is always there for you. Yeah. We don't have those options, bro. It's like, okay... Your parents are the first generation of wealth, quote unquote, and then you're on your own to do whatever you want. Like they're working in their everyday jobs. You have to go to college or university and make something of your life from there. Yeah. Whereas they can just fall ass backwards into a management position (laughs) at their parents' company. So, or at any company for that matter, or at any company Mm. for that matter. So I finally got to break down white privilege to him by explaining that, Bro, you realize that if I'm black, I can't do X, Y, and Z. And when I'm black, I get treated like X, Y, and Z. And he's like, bro, okay, I haven't really seen that happen. And that's probably the most gross type of privilege, when you don't even see it, bro. You don't even see the mistreatment. But I do understand how you feel. I think this whole Black Lives Matter thing gave him a new perspective on on privilege in general. I actually did want to ask you as well. Yeah. Because you have more friends who are white, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And you're closer to yeah in a close circle. So I want to find out in times like this, how do how do how do you guys interpret all of this? Like how does it work out? What, do what, your, what do you mean? 
like how do your friends approach you about these things about black lives matter you know what's the current situation yeah well like you said i've i've been friends with these guys for like my entire life so it's not like they don't know about the black struggle yeah so they approach it quite tentatively but they're they they approach it they approach it respectfully they know that they can't just um listen okay I don't know how how to answer this question, bro. They approach it respectfully because they know better. They're not like your typical white person that doesn't know better. Mm. Um, they understand their position of privilege. They understand how they're treated in everyday life against the way we're treated in everyday yeah. life. So we have very constructive conversations about race in our group of friends. Uh, very productive conversation. Uh, conversations. So they they know where I stand <laughs> when it comes to how like I make a lot of jokes, dude. Yeah, it's fucking white people that do that. That's like I make those <laughs> jokes with them, yeah. dude. So they know, dude. They know. They that that's all I can say. They're woke enough to know a lot uh, about the black struggle. Yeah, we live good. in South Africa, dude. If you don't know the black struggle, it's 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 very hard to be friends with you if yeah. you're, if you're white, dude. You'd it's be surprised hard. how many people don't know. I can't be friends with them. <laughs> like I was like I always tell the story of when I was doing my honors and like small classroom, you know. And it's a, it was an expensive place to go study at. Right. So, you know, you you're walking in there as someone who's not necessarily that you don't have the the same resources as everyone else. Right, right. And here's a bunch of like rich kids, some of them, yeah. Right, a majority of them quite well off, and you see it in their views that you find like this person who's what twenty, twenty one, twenty two, whatever. Right, and they like you'll hear a twenty two year old white person say to you, "I never knew people were this poor in South Africa." That's crazy. Like they literally thought every place in South Africa was like their neighborhood, their nice suburban neighborhood. Bro, are you kidding? Do they not watch TV at all? Like, like, and that's just their reality. Like they lived in such a bubble mm. of wealth and privilege that they were shocked when we were doing like articles, like reading articles to prepare for certain. Well, so you're sessions. trolling, bro. I, I, I swear to God, bro. bro man, I you're swear. trolling, bro. Unless they like, were trolling you. Like, there was literally <laughs> this one girl that she no she was like, she couldn't believe how bad the situation was. Like, she said, I knew people were, like, poor and stuff. But she didn't know people were, like, this poor. Maybe she thought nah, people were, like, poor, like, the way we live. <laughs> like, maybe she thought people were poor, like, living in the ways where we live. Is this poor? This is crazy, bro. <laughs> like, you know, I guess when you're used to, like, ready, rich living, yeah. maybe you think, like, the middle class is, like, as poor oh as people get. And then you think, like, people who live in shacks and stuff like that, you think that's maybe a small percentage. I think in their world, they see that as, like, it's just 1% of people. Like, they think it's that thing of those adverts of donate $1 to a kid somewhere hungry out there. Mm. They think that it's out there somewhere. They don't think that it's in South Africa. Um, but how do you how do you live in Santon, for example, and not realize that Alexandria is like five kilometers away? Yeah. And that, like, it's not even five kilometers. It's across the ways, bro. It's like yeah. right across a main road. That's all that's dividing <laughs> you and 
yo, bro, abstract poverty. How do you, how do you live like? How do you live not knowing that poor people are everywhere, bro? It's just the way some people live, man. It's it's weird. You mean they've never left Santon? I guess they just choose to not look around. I mean, there's a lot of people who've never ever been in a township in their life. Okay, there's one thing not having been to a township, but there's another thing not having seen one at all. Like, are these people fed only what Kim Kardashian and them are doing? Like, what media are they being fed through their phones, dude? Yeah, bro. What like, are they doing? They're not watching TV. That's how these people live. Like, what? you get people in South Africa who who have never watched SABC 1, 2, or 3. Wow. They only watched, like, the Kardashians and those types of channels. And they never drive past a township or drive through one. Like, you literally have people who live in that type of bubble of wealth and privilege. I didn't think that would be possible in South Africa, knowing exactly how bad poverty is in South Africa. And this is another thing, right? It's not only a fault on the elite and wealthy. Even in our class group, there's there's a very problematic psyche. It's a psyche where we believe as South Africans, there's South Africa... And then there's Africa. Okay, that that's true. That is true. It's a very problematic psyche we yeah, have. Yeah. I see sure. it a lot in our class, the middle class, For right? Sure. For sure. Like we have this belief that there's South Africa, we fine, we cool. Mm-hmm. Then there's Africa. There's like real Africa where people like are deserts and, and <laughs> people are destitute and yeah. broke. But yeah. like, but that's not us. Yeah. And it's like, no, that is us as well. We have people who are that poor. And you just choosing to turn a blind eye to it and believing that's that we're not like that. Mm. And it's a psyche a lot of us have where we think we're somewhat better off than the rest of the continent. We kind of see ourselves as not being part of the continent in a weird way. We do. And I think I kind of addressed this in one of our podcasts. Our country is very different to other countries in that we have a multitude of cultures in one multi uh, cultures and races in one country. Cause I know cultures could be a lot in Nigeria or Kenya and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm talking about a lot of cultures and races from everywhere in the world. So we've got a lot of Indians, we've got Dutch people, we've got historically English people, Irish people. We've got like everything, bro. Plus all of our 11 tribes. Well, yeah. well not 11. We've got, Actually, more than 11, but 11 official languages, let's just say. Yeah. So, our country is extremely different. But as far as class is concerned, we're not that different. We're not that different. So, yeah. We are better, though. Let's talk about it. We we are better. We are not better. Per capita. Per capita, are we not better than most African countries? I think so. But we are. It's but true. <laughs> we have this weird like mentality of thinking we're not as African as oh, other yes. countries. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah, okay, now I get you. That's like I the thing, you. yeah. I get you. <laughs> like we think we're Americans or Europeans compared to being African. Mm. Especially mm. I think the further away you get from being black. Like I've heard <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Oh, man. <laughs> I've I've heard white people say shit like, "No, I'm Greek. I'm Italian. Mm. Everything except African." Like, 
Like they, oh, you were not yeah. born in Italy, fam. Yeah, <laughs> were, yeah. I get yes, your family heritage is through that line, right, but right, right. they all say everything. Like I'm a quarter, like Nicaraguan, and <laughs> one Nicaraguan. eighth Spanish, and like ten trillionths Italian. And I'm like, just say you're African. Like I'm waiting for it. <laughs> like, it's way easier. To and say they it. won't list that. They'll be like. Yeah, so half the family's this. On this side, they this, this, this. I'm like, so at what point does African enter? And they won't say that. But they're not... Okay, they're... Yeah. They're naturalized Africans, but they're not Africans. Meaning, they don't have African genetics. So I kind of understand what they're saying. They're they're only African by way of being in Africa for 20, 30 years or whatever it's been. They're not African in the true sense. And I don't want to be the person that judges who's <laughs> African and who's not, but genetically they're not okay. I guess genetically everybody's African if you yeah. believe in science to any degree. But I under I kind of get their point of view. If their if their history and family tree can only be traced back to one town in Greece, then uh, I guess you're Greek, bruh. Until you got here, you just you you just became a naturalized South African or African or whatever it is. Yeah. So I kind of I kind of get their points of view, but yeah, you're South African, I guess. If you want to be South African, they don't want to be South African. They came here because of circumstance. What circumstance, man? They came to exploit. They saw the opportunity, <laughs> bro. They saw the opportunity. Yeah, I guess I I get that. I yeah, get that. Yeah. Anyway, let, let's get into music. Let's do it. We we on thirty three minute mark. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that was a. A very deep chat. I enjoyed that. Look at us stringing together a consistent thought, bro. That's crazy. Anyway, so <clears throat> you got a pick of the week? I do. It's a song by Justin Stone. Justin Stone? Yeah. It's yeah. called Return. Return? Yeah. Okay, let me pull yeah. this up. Return by Justin Stone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I'm getting no no feedback. You're getting no feedback. Are you connected to the Wi-Fi? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my phone. It's oh. getting no haptic feedback. I, don't I see. All right. Here's Return <laughs> by, by Justin Stone. Enjoy, guys. Put up with my habits, yeah. I come prepared every week. Rolled up with some baggage, yeah. I double book, I triple book these days in case they acting up. I'm so petty, she gets shook. I'll follow her, I'm ghost. If I'm not her one and only, get what I want, then I vote. You acting like I got dope. Y'all been dumb, I know I've been it. I've been grinding for a minute. No more games, it's time I get it. All my income spent on business. Yeah, yeah, I get caught up chasing women. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all high it, so I'll end it. Yeah, yeah, ain't no doubt it's time I get it. Yeah, yeah, won't take that back. I said it, then I meant it. Push so hard, well, now we winning. My blood sweat, my tears, I'm driven, yeah. I just returned, never left. I just returned, never left. I just returned, never left. Won't take that back, I said that, then I meant it. Push so hard, well, now we winning. My blood sweat, my tears, I'm driven, yeah. Ay. I just returned, never left. I just returned, never left. I just returned, never left. Yeah. 
I just tell him what it is. I'm about to biz. If that girl too close to me, I'm sorry, got a drift. Almost famous, got a glimpse. Got the flame, I got the hits. I swear my roommates all slay too much. We all be modern pimps. From a small town, so I changed the script that I got. She said she never done this before. I get that a lot. Only getting better, checking every album I've dropped. I turn aggression into progression. I'm benching a lot. I'm in that cut. I be on my grind. I be in the hunt. Want a low-key chick, forget a slut. Y'all the suck, y'all the same. Got no brain. L.A. hoes never change. Cougars love me down my age. They don't stop them, I'm the blame, yeah. Won't take that back, I said it, then I meant it. Push so hard, well, now we winning. My blood sweat, my tears, I'm driven, yeah. I just returned, never left. I just returned, never left. I just returned, never left. Won't take that back, I said that, then I meant it. Push so hard, well, now we winning. My blood sweat, my tears, I'm driven, yeah. Ay, I just returned, never left. I just returned, never left. I just returned, never left. Yeah. All right. That was Justin Stone Return. I like that. Sounds fire. Yep. I like the beat. It's fire. I've got a song. I know I, I usually play only African music, mm. but today I'm going to go over the waters. Okay. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play a song that I think not necessarily not necessarily fitting for these times, mm-hmm. but just a good uplifting song for anyone that needs it. Mm. So this is "Believe" by Meek Mill featuring Justin Timberlake. I was really hoping you were gonna play "Sue Me." <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's hear "Believe." Locked in a prison, they try to swallow me whole. God be my witness. Deprive me out of my dreams, but I'm relentless. I want the money, ain't never want attention. So I don't pay attention to comments and all the mentions. Cause they ain't see my vision. I was washing dishes till my rats turning to riches. Glad when it was Christmas. We ain't even barely get presents, but we was gifted. In a school of failure, we present perfect attendance. Welfare, baby, we working, what would they give us? Maybe some comments, judge still gave me a sentence. No period, city girls looking scared. When it's really real, when your bank account, 20 mil in your house. Up on the hill in your fan, in the driveway you walk out. And see the girl, thank God, you believe. Make sure you pray when you kneel. You know, Justin Timberlake with Believe. Alright. How come you're not picking up there? No, I'm still I'm still on. Don't oh. don't worry. It's not even going green or anything. Okay. Yeah, so. Alright. 
Let's, right, go, let's get back, back into back. it. Let's get back. Let's get two. into it. Okay. So, um, ugh, I forgot what I was about to say. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> yeah, everyone in the room's looking at me like, you said you had topics, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> like, where are your topics where now? Your topics, nigga. <laughs> um, um, yes, I just remembered. Fuck. So, have you been watching The Queen lately? The Queen? Yeah. Uh, I think the last episode I saw... Uh, what's that chick's name? The pregnant chick? Sianda. Sianda was pregnant. Well, she had a miscarriage and then she lied. She said she was going to go to the doctor to have... Yeah. To be inseminated, I guess. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, okay, good. So that's, that's where I'm at. And then you watch Date My Family, of course. Mm-hmm. So, like, in The Queen... Uh, Kahiso has two women pregnant, right? That's right. Sianda and Goodness. And a, rec- a recurring theme on the popular reality TV show Date My Family is that <laughs> people, especially like men that are always on that show, always seem to have more than one baby mama. That's crazy. <laughs> right? Yeah. So <laughs> I wanted to find out. Why do you think people always, like, harshly judge someone for having more than one baby mama? Are they harshly judged, though? Yeah, like... You think so? Because people are always like, I, I don't mind if a person has two kids, right? That's what Same everyone mother. says. <laughs> and then as soon as the person's like, I've got two kids, like, oh, okay, with two moms, and everyone's like, ooh. It was like, mm. You know, they hit the... Everyone hits the boo. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, it's like... It's this weird thing that I've noticed where people seem to, like, find it odd or strange that you have more than one person impregnated or have kids with more than one person, let me say. Yeah, I, I don't... I, I don't necessarily judge them, but I guess if I'm the chick and I hear that information, I'm thinking, oh, this guy was a hoe. He was just spreading his seed. He wasn't protecting himself. So it raises red flags to them, I guess. Uh, like, he's got two baby moms, and maybe they're even close in age. That's another thing. What if one is three and one is four? It's like, this guy didn't care. He was just yeah. he was just out here. So that probably means he was cheating. So that probably means he might do it to me. I think a lot goes through a chick's mind when they hear that, dude. A lot, a lot goes through their minds. Well, Adelaide is here. Why don't she answer that? Yeah. Because <laughs> my thinking, right? Yeah. yeah. Naturally, yeah. like, uh, humans want to survive. Right. And our best chance of survival is through reproduction. You laugh. But this is this is facts that are in textbooks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Our best chance of survival is reproduction. (laughs) So (laughs) would it not seem like a person is just a good survivor? We are nowhere near the point where we need to be spreading our seed that rapidly. We are nowhere near that point of extinction, bro. Just stop doing that crap, bro. Stop yeah. trying to pander to the host, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me ask you, because, right, let's flip the switch, because we don't have a female voice on the show today. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Allison. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Would you date a lady that has two baby daddies? No, I wouldn't. You wouldn't? No. Okay, let's fast forward time. Not at this age we're at now, because we're still young. Let's go Let's go to our 30s. Yeah. Where in that your, changes things. When you're in your 30s and you're single, most people have kids. That's, that's so facts. In fact, late would, 20s, yeah. Yeah, so now late 20s, 30s. Yeah. If you're single, are you going to date a woman? Let's say you find the perfect girl, right? Yeah. But she says, I've got two kids with right. two different baby mamas or three baby daddies or three different baby daddies. Or, or What's your play? That changes things. But like, I understand that at that age, like, geez, three baby daddies is a lot. Hey, I got to be honest. That's a lot <laughs> for a hunt to have three baby daddies. <laughs> but then again, I'm like almost 30, hypothetically. I think I have to be more understanding. How many people am I going to meet that don't have kids? Like, or mm. three baby daddies for that matter. Like, nah, dude. I don't know. I'm only planning on having my first child, like, at 30 or later. So, it's going to ruin my plans for life. You, you want to have your first child at, like, 30, right? Right. Would this be with someone? Are you single right now? I am single. Okay, so, would you be looking for someone... Who's going to be the same age, a little bit older than you or younger? Because remember, like, women work on a different biological clock to that is, us. That is true, yes. So, like, for guys, having a kid at 30 is perfect. Mm-hmm. But for women, it's touch and go the, the older they get. Black women say fertile, bro. Mm. Black women say fertile to, like, 45. Jeez. Imagine <laughs> having a baby at 40. At 41, 42. For a gent, it doesn't really matter, but for a yeah, chick, it must be like, hectic, for, yeah. for a lady, it would be something. Yeah. Okay, okay, I see. But, uh, yeah, dude, I, I understand that the female biological clock works differently, but I always pictured myself with somebody slightly younger than myself. So if I'm 30, the chick will be like 27 or 28. Okay. That would just make sense to me. It just That's always the way I've pictured it. That's always the way I've pictured but, it. Let me ask you another question. Does age matter in a relationship? Is yeah. age just a number? No. I don't want to get into any pedophile stuff, people dating kids. <laughs> like, let's talk normal age ranges. Niggas be dating here. kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's just talk above the age of 20, people, adults. Uh, Does age matter with adults? I think when the guy is older than the girl, it makes more sense because females are generally more. Um, mature than guys, generally speaking. So if the chick is like, hey man, just trying to keep my head above water here. <laughs> Look, like, okay, for instance, I don't, I'm not talking about a 21 year old and a 30 year old. Like, yeah. That's a huge life difference. The things that I've experienced and things that she's experienced are just, there's no comparison. But if the chick is 25, 26, 27, and I'm 30, then yeah, it seems like that's more like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, at 30, yeah, I don't know. Age doesn't really matter unless it's a huge gap like that. But I think after that, like when you're 40 and the girl's 30, then it doesn't really matter. It just depends on what stage of life the two of you are in. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I don't think age matters too much. Yeah. Like, obviously, there will be generational differences. Right. Like you're saying, if someone's 10 years older than you, 
Yeah. Then yeah, you've lived through different things, you Dude, know. We're even classified as two different generations. Like you're a you're a millennial and I'm a baby boomer. Uh, not a baby boomer. That's old as hell. I'm, <laughs> a, I'm a generation Z, for instance. Yeah. So, so yeah, that ten years is a huge difference, bro. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I don't think age is such a big factor. I think maybe it's more of a factor when the woman is older than the man. Yeah, I think it's I think it's way more of a factor. Chicks have a tendency to look down on you if you're younger. I don't know if you've ever noticed this in your pre-Adelaide life, but chicks have a tendency of looking down on younger guys. Yeah. They're like, oh, baby, but you don't know. That's they teach you, bro. Like, I don't like that. I yeah. don't like that, bro. It's true, though. Like, they <coughs> undermine you because you're younger. Yeah. Well, they feel like they can boss you around more. No, that'll and, never happen. Yeah, so, but I don't know. I guess it also depends on the gap. Like, if yeah. you're like 21, 22, 23, 24, let's say you're under 25, mm-hmm. and you're dating a lady that's over 35. Over 35? Yeah. So you're, you're 23, 24, and your partner's 37. Then I think there would be a power dynamic there because she's probably an established woman. Mm, you mm. know, she's got her, her shit together. Yeah. And you're this young guy still getting your shit together. Mm, still wet behind the ears, still having you know, like fully immersed yourself in this life thing. Yeah. So I yeah. think there there would be that power relation where she'd feel like, oh, I'll put you in you. Oh. But. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's not like that. Maybe it isn't, but yeah. I'm not willing to go out there and try it. I gotta You're be honest. Find I, out? I, I wanna stay in my lane, bro. Unless I find a chick who doesn't have that attitude towards younger guys. Like, Would you date a 37 year old lady? As a 23 year old? Yeah. Uh, no. No. No, I just wouldn't. Okay, like, what, to what end? Like, am I there to get a bag? Am I there to actually <laughs> start a life with her? Like, like what is my intention with a 37 year old woman? See a, a beautiful woman out mm-hmm. in public, you approach her. Right. You guys have amazing chemistry. Yeah. And then when you get to actually talking, it's like, oh, you're like a whole entire 14 years older than me. That's crazy. Then what's your play? Are you, are you sticking around? Are you going to be like, nah, that's just too much. Like, forget all the chemistry we have. Is she going to make my life easier? Like, <laughs> <laughs> is she going to let me use her car? Like, look, listen to all the thi- the muddy crap that I have to do, bro, just to be with an older lady. I have to ask her, like, can I use your car? Can I can I stay over at your place where you pay rent and I don't? These, nah, those are on, those are Hall of Fame date my family questions. <laughs> do you have a car? Oh, do you have goodness. your own place? Oh, my goodness. Like, people don't actually ask, what are your interests? They don't care. Like, they, they don't, don't care. care. They don't ask the, the potential date what their interests are. It's just, do you have a car? Do you have a place? Do you have money? If you, if you tick all those boxes, you can be in a relationship with our family member. Doesn't matter if you're a cheater. <laughs> doesn't matter if you, you've got a history of violence or it's a history crazy. of retardation in your family. It doesn't really matter. Exactly. They don't like, ask the important questions. It's wild. Uh do you ever, would you ever see yourself, okay, let's just pretend Adelaide wasn't in the picture. <laughs> we always have these hypotheticals where Adelaide doesn't exist. <laughs> we killed her so many times. <laughs> uh, sorry, Eddie. But do you ever see yourself, like, with somebody 
older than you. Do you, does that ever did that ever occur to you in your in your life? Mm, I wouldn't write it off. Mm-hmm. Let me say, if I was single, <laughs> I wouldn't write <laughs> off an older lady. Yeah, but it'd have to be like, yeah, like within at least five years. Mm. I think yeah, definitely. five six years. I'll 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 leverage you till seven years. Mm. But after that it's a bit much. Okay, let me ask you another question. <laughs> I was gonna ask you this question before I knew Adelaide would be here, but I think it's better that she is here now. Mm. Okay. What grinds your gears about Vose, Adelaide? <laughs> no, just say you probably won't even be picked up by the mics. What 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 annoys you most about Vosu? Yo, she says. What annoys me? Maybe he's too sweet. He's too sweet. I'm I knew Vosu would have some white bread <laughs> answer like that. Vosu is too sweet, and it yeah, annoys me. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, sometimes it does. Like he's just a bad person. He's too kind. Sometimes I feel like people take advantage of him. They take advantage of him. Yeah, so I don't like it. But then he doesn't see any problem with it. Do you think that's true? Well, so you think people take advantage of you? I, I don't know. <laughs> you wouldn't know. I wouldn't know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the same about Addie. What, what do you think annoys you most about her? She gave you a really nice answer, bro. So watch yourself. <laughs> um, I would say she's, she's very tough. Really? All I mean by tough is like she won't allow... Like, she's not the typical, you know, girl that would cry and break down. Mm-hmm. Like, now, nah, Eddie's, like, she's, like, on some G shit. She she doesn't, like, break down. Like, she won't be that vulnerable person. You know what I mean? She's, like, a rock. And you don't like that? Like, sometimes. I, yeah, sometimes <laughs> I'm just, like, show, show emotion, nigga. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's okay to be sad. It's okay yeah. to be hurt, you know? Yeah. Like, it's okay to experience those things, like, with, like you know, a good effect. Show it. Yeah. But yeah. I get that, you know. If you're, if that's how you are, that's how you are. If you not everyone expresses themselves the same way. True. True. Okay. I, I just thought that was interesting. I always want to know, like, what the dynamic is in relationships. Yeah. So, when you guys fight, what do you really fight about? I don't know. We fight over everything. <laughs> dumb Even the shit. dumb stuff, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about everything, Who usually picks the fights? I already know this answer, but I'm going to ask it anyways. I think it just depends on someone's mood. Yeah. <laughs> like, I literally picked a fight over breakfast one day. Because really? I was just in a bad mood to begin with. So, <laughs> so I just like, fuck it. <laughs> Yes, I think it just depends on your mood. Of you the almost day. cried. I don't almost cry. That's cat. <laughs> That's cat. <laughs> That's cat. It's like I don't cry, nigga. <laughs> right, but yeah, That's I think we fight like. That's one thing I've learned about relationships, right? Long-term relationships, right? That you think that people in long-term relationships would only fight over something serious, but the truth is, you can fight over anything. Mm. Like you could literally have an argument about anything, or 
sometimes you could think something is so minuscule, so small, but it would set the other person off mm-hmm. and vice versa. And then yeah. sometimes like the huge issues can just go unnoticed. Like, so it's weird. Hmm. I guess like relationships are, are strange. You learn as you go along. That is very strange. I don't think I've ever reached that stage in a relationship. But, uh, yeah, maybe one day. Maybe one day. Well, I'll, I want to ask you some questions. So oh we still got some good time. Okay. So, <laughs> so, okay, so you were in a relationship with a former co-host of the show. Right. 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 Uh, shout out to Zandi. Mm-hmm. This is a Zandial. Right. A relationship is a strong term, but okay, I get what you mean. Okay. okay. And then after that we're like you've been dipping your feet in the water here and there, mm-hmm. but you've never really swam anywhere. Mm. I want to find like why why is that? Like what what qualities have these new women in your life lacked that they just couldn't grasp you to like dive in for a relationship or to explore the potential of a relationship. I think the best way to answer that question would be that I've been dipping my feet in because they're shallow and I'm looking for depth. Mm. So I think we spoke about this before we came back on air is that like a lot of these chicks are boring, bro. Like they don't, well, I find them boring. Let me not say they're boring because that's just too much of a broad statement. I find them boring. I don't find them uh, necessarily interesting. They don't have, like, they don't have opinions on things, dude. Things that matter. And to me, I can't see myself long-term with a person like that because what am I going to talk to you about? If you you don't have opinions about things, just anything, bruh, (laughs) anything. If you don't have just that thing, then... Maybe you're just you're more of a wash rag to me. Oh, god damn! <coughs> this nigga spitting. Yeah, <laughs> that's just how I feel, wow. bro. Like, you're okay, just, you're just a wash rag. That's going on the snippet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Like, okay, there have been a few, but I think this this lockdown thing just hasn't allowed me to explore, you know, how good they could possibly be because a, a few of them have showed signs of promise, dude. Yeah. Uh, like long-term promise but i wouldn't want to count my chickens before they hatch i haven't even met them in real life yet uh, with the exception of one have have you found that your type in women has changed in the last 12 months or so definitely because after our zandi Mm -hmm. then your next adventure into (laughs) the shallow waters Mm -hmm. Of life, yeah. saw you of someone who looked physically. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Let me not say no, no, no. Okay. Let me not say type. I think my intentions for dating have changed. Mm. So my type, I don't really think I have a type because the chicks that I've dated look nothing like Zandi, dude. Just in general. So like they, the chicks that I've dated don't look anything like each other. You know okay. what I mean? So I don't have a physical preference necessarily. You as like long what as you like. I like what I like, but, you know, thickness is a prerequisite. So there is that. Like, something to hang on to, to hold on to is a prerequisite. But as for a type, 
like in other other uh, in any other physical sense, I don't think I have one. But my type is somebody with depth. That's a prerequisite. Yeah. Now I've got two prerequisites for any relationship. My my intentions for dating have completely cha- changed. It's not just like okay, I'm gonna sell this chick dreams and then they, I'm gonna leave her in the dust. <laughs> I've seen. I don't know how factual it is, but uh-huh. I've seen this post that floats around on social media. Right. Every once in a while. And it says, by the time you're like 19, 18 or something, you've probably met the person you're going to marry. I've seen this, yeah. yeah. So do you think now at 23, you have met that person? Do you think you know the woman that is like a backup plan of sorts? Kind of like... if, if The last <laughs> resort. <laughs> Not like the last resort, but... If all else fails. That is what the exact yeah. definition of a last resort. <laughs> <laughs> right. If, if, if all else breaks down. That's what yeah. I'm hearing this podcast, bro. <laughs> if all else fails. Right. Yeah. Would, do you know that that is that woman in your life where you're like, if all else fails, I'm going to hit her up. Even if you don't talk, you haven't talked maybe in years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I do have that person. Maybe. That you're like, I'm going to just give her a call or email her or Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is. I think of what two of those people in my life, actually. Now that I think of it, I do have those. The people that, against all odds, I'm probably going to find my way back to them at some mm. point or another. That's how I feel. But, like, dude, life just has a way of surprising niggas, bro. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. true. Like, today, I feel like I know what I want when it comes to a chick, and then it might change in another 12 months, bro, so. I just, but it doesn't change as far as those two chicks are concerned. Mm. Those two young ladies. Uh, are those two in relationships that you know of? One is, one isn't. Okay. <clears throat> I see. But I've got a good tendency of keeping in contact with people, keeping relationships, showing them that I'm actually a nice person. Yeah. So when their relationship, when their relationship, fails, <laughs> when, <laughs> not if, when, when their relationship fails, they'll find their way back to me. <laughs> uh, damn. Yeah, man. All right, all right. I, I've got nothing else. Yeah. Um, I wanted to discuss something, but I felt like it's a bit too heavy. What is it? Patriarchy. Hmm. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. A little it. bit of time. Yeah. Okay. Um. I want to ask, do you think we live in a tyrannical patriarchy? Mm. In a tyrannical patriarchy. Like, oh, jeez. Yeah, we do. We do. You think so? Yeah. On what grounds? What, 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 What do you think is tyrannical about it? I think our patriarchy, it's so bad. that It's so bad. Yeah, it's (laughs) so bad that even men... Are being negatively impacted by it. Sound like you said they're being negatively. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, even men are being negatively affected by patriarchy. We see this. Now, this is where I see it. We see this in, like, um, conversations of relationships where people are like, oh, women only want a guy because he has money and whatnot, right? Uh-huh. And then... Women actually say to us, but you guys under patriarchy created this society where 
like men need to be these dominant forces and the way the world works now back then being a dominant force or being the strongest man was physical mm-hmm. now it's financial that's the world we live in you don't really need to be this big tough guy in this world you're not fighting off tigers and bears in caves that's true right that's we, true society's fine the world's fine mm-hmm. but you need money money's power these days that's mm-hmm. where strength comes from now and men are like we'll blame women say you only want a guy cuz he has money and women will go but that's the world you guys created and i'm like i sit back i'm like that's actually kind of true like our patriarchy is now affecting us where we are now feeling like system we created kind of doesn't benefit all of us. But do, don't you think that's an indictment on women more than it's an indictment on men? If the type of man that you want is only the t- is only the man that has money, is that an indictment on us or is that an indictment on the way they think? I think it's the system because they're just choosing the strongest man. Like no. now they don't have to choose the man with the muscles; they just need to choose the man that can provide. That's because back then providing to like hunt, kill protect was in all of those characteristics right because of circumstances yes. but now it's in can you buy shelter can you buy transport can you buy food and you have to buy these things now oh, no i don't know i don't know i think i think um we need to put stock into something other than finances like Jordan Peterson. And actually, you guys are going to hear me quote this guy a lot over the next couple of weeks because this is the book that I'm reading. He says that uh, competence is actually the only form of power. It's the greatest form of power. So women don't necessarily want somebody who's got a lot of money or that can exert tyrannical power over them, but somebody that can actually think, somebody that, somebody that can challenge them. And that's the type. that's my type of chick. My type of chick is not the type of chick that has her own car or her own place. Do you see where guys put their value over the way, where chicks put their value? It's not yeah. about society necessarily. <clears throat> it's about, uh, for instance, Date My Family is a, is a good example, I guess. They ask every week, do you have a car? Do you have a place? All those superficial yeah. questions that you just mentioned. Like, no. Nigga, I want to know, is this chick, like, what are what are her beliefs, dude? Tell me what this chick believes. And does she does she believe that money is the, on, is the only thing that matters? Or? No, but you see, this is where, you see, we as men can look at women for those things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, when we want a woman, the last thing on our mind is her financial being, like, how well off she is. Mm-hmm. Because internally, we believe that we are still going to have to provide. You think so? Yeah. Subconsciously, you still believe you're going to have to provide. I don't think so. Because in my ideal marriage or my ideal relationship, we'd be splitting bills if we're living together. But do you feel like it's going to be like 50-50 proportional like every time? I think it needs to be proportional. Or do you feel like it's going to be like... Do you think it's going to be like it's mainly on you to to take the bull by the horns and... Listen, I gotta tell you, I don't think it would be on one person, dude. I think no, I'm not saying it's gonna be on you solely. I'm saying, but do you think that you'll take or the brunt 70, 30, of it? Or seventy thirty, or sixty five forty five? I I don't think it would be that. I think it would be proportional. For instance, if I if I'm earning twenty five thousand rand, and she's earning thirty five thousand rand, guess who's paying more of the bill, dude? Because she's earning more. She has yeah. the ability to. So 
my 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 contribution has to be propor- proportionate to what I'm earning, and vice versa. I can't contribute ten and a half to the household, and she's uh, contributing ten and a half to the household if she's earning ten thousand rand more than me. Yeah, it does not make sense. But, okay, now, but in a broader field, right? How many men do you know would feel intimidated to know that their wife earns more than them? Uh, over out of ten, let's just say out of ten men. You lined ten dudes up. Ten men aged variably, uh, variantly, or in a specific age group, forty to fifty. Let's just say from adults, 40. where you need to start providing for yourself. So from the age of eighteen to sixty-five. Jeez. We mixed it up. We took ten guys. I would, I would think that would more think than half of those guys. I was gonna say six, probably. Yeah. I was gonna say, I'd say fifty to sixty percent. If you said to them anonymously. Mm-hmm. Tick yes or no? Would you appreciate it if your wife earned more money than you? But that's why age is so important. I think because our younger generation is not going to feel the way a fifty-five to a sixty-five-year-old person would feel. I think that's not true. I think it is. I think people in our age are a lot more liberal now. The, the one thing that I've noticed is that I used to harbor these thoughts, right? Right. That people in our age, until I realized that. I was thinking kind of in my world. Because mm-hmm. whenever I think of people our age, I always think people our age in my world. Like right. people our age that live in the suburbs, have gone to high institutions, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, have gone to Model C schools. Right. Like I think in that world. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, but there's also a shitload of people that don't live like this, that That's are my true. age, in my generation, that are completely different. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's a, it, it. It like it depends on so many factors. That's why yeah. I, I brought age into the equation. I don't think it's a fair experiment if you just take people aged eighteen to sixty-five and expect them to make decisions. Yeah, like, definitely. Like their age, your background, your upbringing, like all of these things matter. But I, that's why I'm stuck on this fifty to sixty percent. I'm leaning more towards the sixty percent only because I know the society we've been living in. Yeah. But I want to say fifty percent just to account for some of the people. That perhaps don't think the way the older people think, so it's it's hard to it's hard to really give you a number. But I think I I don't think we live in a tyrannical patriarchy. I don't I, think we do. I don't know. I guess it's tough to also discuss this as men, because patriarchy was designed for men to succeed. Okay, ultimately. well, let's look at. Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? Patriarchy is, I'm not saying it's solely for men, but patriarchy was designed in a way that men would be the bearers of power. If you get what I'm saying. I don't think it was designed. I think it it, it turned out that way. No, I think it was designed that way. I don't think so. I think patriarchy is much like colonization except mm-hmm. it's colonization of the mind n- not the land necessarily i think patriarchy we see because people act as agents in any system right right so we see it like when for example you have a single mother mm-hmm. that tells her children especially like her daughters or whatever mm-hmm. like yeah find a good man you know, that's going to treat you good so that you don't end up like this. Mm-hmm. Like, she's giving 
subconscious power to a man saying our situation would be bettered if there was a man here. Right. Do you get, it's like that subconscious mind thing that a man would make things better. A man would bring more influence into this, our household situation to our lives. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's a thing that's designed to give men power, to make us the bearers of power. And if you get how I'm putting it, I understand what you mean. I just don't agree. <laughs> so I want to I want to take this back to like the beginning, bro. Let's just say, for instance, men were the hunters, female were the gatherers, the way we know history to have been. Yeah. Men are physically predisposed to hunt because let's say we're faster, we're physically we're physically inclined to do hunting activities rather than gathering activities. Yeah, it would behoove us to do that, and it would behoove the ladies to gather. Okay. Let's say, for instance, a female, a female, a woman <laughs> acts uh, against the grain and decides that she wants to be a, a hunter now all of a sudden. Yeah. And the guys are like, bro, okay, you can try. Let's just say, for instance, they gave her the chance because I don't think they would have. They gave her the chance to be like, okay, go, go hunt. And she failed at, at this task. The power of eating food lies in the hands of men. Yeah. Because without us, you can't eat. So I just think it ended up... That's why I said I don't think it was designed for, for men specifically. I think it ended up that way out of circumstance. We were predisposed physically to be hunters. So now we could eat. Technically, we could eat without the female. Yeah. But like just for the sake of tribalism, you got you to gotta help out you know, wherever you can. So I don't think it's designed. I think it just ended up that way. <clears throat> I think everything from that point on has just been a reflection of that primitive way of life. Yeah. I I see what you're saying. Yeah. I just feel like the reason I say designed is because there have been like too many systematic decisions that were made. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was only up until recently women were allowed to vote. That's correct. That's like, correct. it wasn't... Like, 20, 30, 40 years ago is not a long time. Most of our parents are that age. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's not a long time away that women were given the right to vote. And that's like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I say like patriarchy is tyrannical. I do believe it's but, still but, a tyrannical patriarchy in that we as men hold so much power in society. But is it tyrannical? Are we making conscious decisions to marginalize women right now like they've got the vote they have equal distribution in the workplace they have equality of opportunity now N not necessarily equality of outcome but they do have equality of opportunity in the workplace they are not forced um to have children we've got birth control that's a new technology that's helped women out considerably are we is it still tyrannical yeah, I, th I think I it's based think on it tyrannical is. foundations. But I don't think it's still tyrannical. I just don't. I think it still is because there's just too much that goes on that's to our benefit and their demise. Like in normal society, the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. Mm -hmm. And under patriarchy, men just get more power and women get less power. That's impossible. <laughs> it's just, that's impossible. It's, it's impossible. I know, for like, it seems like things are getting more even out. Because but, they are, yeah. But I don't think it truly is getting evened out. I feel like when you go into like places of work and stuff, mm -hmm. 
it's still overwhelmingly more men like that are the directors ceos etc etc men still earn disproportionately more money for the same jobs but we've discussed this before in another episode like there's still a lot of instances that show that patriarchy or society is still on the side of men I'm not convinced I'm just not convinced I, I think it is patriarchal I just don't think it's tyrannical because if it was tyrannical men would still be the ones deciding um, when and how many children women should have for example men would still be deciding that women should stay at home and do the cleaning and wash dishes and perform all sorts of domestic activities I think men would be the ones deciding still if women can eat or not because these are the type of tyrannical things that happened until let's say 50 years ago I just don't think it's tyrannical I think there it, it's based heavily on patriarchy that's facts I don't think anybody can get away from that fact I just don't think it's tyrannical that's why the way I, that's why I posed the question in that way yeah I, I just can't seem to I think was get to the tyrannical part yeah I think also that's another thing like we need to decide what how we define t- tyranny well of, I guess and it's anything yeah, that it's could like, be that's also, it's very it's very subjective as to how much pain someone would say is something is painful mm. like i pinch you it's not that painful i pinch a small little child and it hurts like hell for okay. them Do you okay. know what i mean it's okay. so like one of those things very subjective And but, okay it's subject it is subjective but objectively speaking if you're going to compare where we were 40 years ago like you're saying to now yeah it's not tyrannical comparatively comparatively that's the only thing we can do gotten, is compare yeah though. comparatively things have gotten better yeah but i don't know if things have gotten significantly better yeah i i, I don't know because i feel like There's so many societies out there mm-hmm. that are not as free as South Africa's. Right. Yeah. Right. That's another thing. So no, we're, we're speaking generally. I can't I can't yeah. speak for flipping Pakistan and you know a lot of let's say Muslim countries that just don't give general rights to women. I can't speak for those. I'm talking more westernized countries if I can yeah. put it that way. So yeah, I think But I Jeez, think man. I think ultimately we'd need the voice of many women, not just a woman, of many women mm. on this topic mm. as well. Mm. I think we'll need to revisit it. Yeah. With many women chiming in. Yeah. So that we can really know. And I think I'd like I'd like it not just to be women our age. I'd women want of all ages. I, I, I want some, you know, a young person or older person. Mm. Just to see a difference as well. Like yeah. how do women our age feel how do middle-aged women feel mm-hmm. i want to see that as well okay no i think we can leave it there for now i'm i'm happy with this where, where we've gotten i don't think we can go much further without a female voice mm, but uh yeah yeah man that was uh are you, do you have any shout outs yeah shout out to shout out to our co-host allison mm-hmm. uh yeah shout out to allison shout out to all the listeners Shout out to Addy. Shout out to 
I don't know. Shout out to Black Lives Matter. Shout out to everyone that's protesting on the front line. Mm-hmm. Shout out to all the healthcare workers on the front line as well for COVID nineteen. Definitely, definitely. Um, I just have to say shout out to my parents. Thanks for letting us use the study again. This is gonna be. I don't think my mom was aware that we'd be here again this week. <laughs> but no, I said we're gonna be using the study. But yeah. anyways, um, yeah, I think that's it, man. I shout out to everybody that streamed the show, everybody that shared the show last week, everybody that's congratulated us on our new sounding podcast. I think yeah. that was a huge step for us, and to see that being appreciated in the streets, that feels good, man. That it feels does. Good. It does. Yeah, man. That's episode fifty-two. We out. Bye bye. <laughs>